Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. Now, we'll do the news as always. Yes. We'll speak to Jerry. Yes. She has been digging around in the archives, yep. finding out Rooting. how finding out how the first referendum, yes, way back in the seventies, mm. before any of us were born, yep. took place. How it was reported. She's got the old leaflets, yep. Harold Wilson's leaflets, yes. all very interesting. So we're going to have a read through some of them. And what I think what she's found is that there are some recurring headlines. Should we say? Oh, are there? Yes, there, there are, are indeed. To the past. There are indeed. Um, and then we will crown a Brexiteer of the week, of course. But we've got some very exciting we've got, news. Really, it's very exciting news, yes. So tell us. Well, we're going live. We are going, 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 going live. Remember that? No, I don't really no, remember you would, going you, live. You would have been the sort Does of that student. that make you Gordon the Gopher? But we are <laughs> doing a live podcast at a thing called Podcast Live, which is a whole day of political podcasts and discussion. It's at The Light in London. The date for your diaries is Sunday, April the 7th. That's right, and we're going to have Alistair Campbell yeah. and Lord Adonis. Bag, bagpipe playing Alistair Campbell. Or will he bring his bagpipes? Well, Who I've knows? Asked, I've asked him... To play it out live. I have, yeah. You've kind of ruined that surprise We've now. got Lord, Lord Adonis, <laughs> yeah. uh, or Adonis if you prefer. Well, who knows? Know. Maybe we'll find that out as well. Let's call the whole thing up. <laughs> uh, it's at the light, which I think is in... Is that in King's Cross? I think it's uh, I think it's in Euston Road, isn't it? Euston Road. Yeah, okay. So, so, so it's up that way. So it's easy to get to. I think we're on at about 11, 11.30. So we'll be done by lunch. A whole hour. Then whole we can just hour. go to the pub together. Yeah, that's a great if idea. If you come, we can... We, we, we can um, you know, you we can, can buy us a drink. Yeah, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> the tickets are 12 quid. You can get a day pass for 30 quid. Uh, or two for 50 quid. So if you want to take a date, be a great um, first date, that podcast live, Yeah, 50 quid. If you get in, if you get the, the day pass, then you get into all the sessions. I think Romaniacs are on as well, who, yes. who are really good. Yes, the second um, best The second Brexit best Brexit podcast, in, in my view. <laughs> um, because we love you, New European listeners, you can save 10% on the cost of those tickets by using the offer code EUROPE10. So what you need to do is go to www.podcastlive.com. That is www.podcastlive.com. And then you can get 10% off tickets, all VIP upgrades. I don't know what that does. Do you get to... Meet and greet us. Oh, OK. <laughs> get to schmooze us. Yeah. Um, by using the offer code EUROPE10. Podcastlive.com, EUROPE10, you'll get 10% off. It will be... I guarantee it will be a uh, a fun and illuminating experience. It will. It's going to be really good. We're really, really excited about it. And, and you know, why not get the day pass? Because there is tons of other good yeah, stuff as well. Yeah, there's loads of good stuff. Sophie Ridge is there. Um, yeah. uh, Brexit Podcast is doing something as well. So there's, there is lots of great stuff. You're going to love it. Um, do let us know when you've, uh, when you've purchased your tickets because we'll look forward to seeing you all down there on April the 7th. Great. Now, news. News. Well... So, it's, I mean, next week is a huge week. Massive. Brexit's week of destiny, it says, mm. on the cover of the New European. That's I don't it. think we've ever said it's Brexit's week of destiny <laughs> before. On, on, well, not certainly not for the last fortnight. Indeed. But this is the, this is the it, crunch. Trust us, this really this is, is the, the crunch, <laughs> New European listeners. So maybe, I should just, maybe we should just re-go over what's going to happen. Yeah. So on the 12th, we're going to vote on... 12th. We're going to vote on May's deal. MV2. MV2, yeah. Meaningful vote two, because we've had one. We're yeah. now going to have another. On the 13th... Well, 
It could pass. You don't know. So if it doesn't pass, it could on pass. the 13th, we will vote on whether we want a no deal or not. It is It is nine to two with the bookmakers. To pass. To pass. Right. But five to one on. People say one to five now, don't they? Because they find it too confusing to say on at the end <laughs> and swap things around. <laughs> yeah. So it's one to five. If that's the So basically there is an 83% chance that it's not going to pass according to the bookmakers mm. who are rarely wrong about these things although of course Brexit of course Trump but there is an 83% chance that it is not going to pass and so if that was to be the case we would vote on no deal the next day yeah and after that we would vote on potentially extending article 50 we would. the next day so and three days are... a hat trick of huge votes and there are all kinds of uh, threats um, we've already seen the bizarre spectacle of um, of our man cox um, going to uh, Brussels. Oh, Brussels! Uh, yeah, he wasn't received with as much enthusiasm as he thought. <laughs> they said, they didn't, one, some, somebody said that the British demands were insane, didn't they? <laughs> um, well, it, and it, then, of course, Cox went to the dispatch box on Wednesday. Here and, I am at the dispatch box. And said, um, and said, uh, he, he said, he compared his, his, um, mission to Europe to his cod piece, didn't he? He oh, said yeah. it's become known as Cox's cod piece and it's my job to ensure everything within it is in full working order. Yikes. It's fantastic. It's brilliant being a national, well, an international laughing stock, isn't it? I'm, well, I'm used to being a national laughing stock, personally, but we're an international laughing stock. People are laughing at us. We, we go to these places demanding that we change, you know, deals that we've signed up to months and months before are changed. Um, and then we've got a, we send over a man with a booming Brian Blessed voice who's going on about cod pieces. It is farcical, this, isn't it? Anyway, it is somewhat. Um, so I think he was pretty much told to sling his hook, wasn't he? He was very much so. Yes. Um, I think though we should talk about Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, yes, I think because... we probably should because he's thrown a spanner in the works here, <sighs> hasn't he? A little well, bit. So do, let's rewind to a few weeks ago when Jeremy Corbyn said, "Okay." All the options have finally been exhausted. Labour backs yeah. a people's vote. Yeah. Now, last week, we were like, oh, what's going on here? Because he said, unless... Mm. <laughs> um, and now he's been meeting with uh, Nick Bowles and Sir Oliver Letwing. I mean, I'm not saying that this isn't sensible to meet with people. Also, Stephen Kinnock, Lucy Powell there, um, to talk about their common market 2.0. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, which would keep the UK in a single market and customs union. So pretty soft Brexit, really. Um, which which is to be welcomed, but then of course Jeremy Corbyn told us he was going to back a people's vote. This doesn't sound like he's backing a people's vote to me. Um, let me read out what he said. Um, Labour respects the result of the referendum, and a close economic relationship is the best Brexit compromise for both 17 million Leave voters and 16 million Remain voters. What do you think? Uh, well, it's not the pe best possible. Pe people's it's not vote. the best possible outcome. People's vote, Jeremy. Please, that's what you said. Yeah, you were backing. Exactly. Uh, he continues, but we can't accept a damaging Tory Brexit or a No Deal outcome. So we are so, so we are also supporting. Uh, we also support preparing for a public vote in case Parliament is not able to achieve a sensible Brexit. Wait a minute, a sensible Brexit. Yeah. So wait a minute, sensible Brexit. Mm. That's like Microsoft Works, <laughs> police intelligence. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. It is. Um, we will do whatever we can to find a solution that can unite the country so together we can face down the real challenges and seize the opportunities in this moment of great change. Yes. I, by the way, I used to live in a place called Oxy, and every time you went to a quiz night, you had about seven different teams who wanted to be called the Oxymorons. The Oxymorons. What is your quiz team name? Well, it was the Oxymorons, because oh. we got there first. <laughs> we got there first. Everybody, everybody else used to be wanting to be called Quiz Team Aguilera, didn't they? And all of that, oh, good, Quiz Team Aguilera. I've not heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very common one, isn't it? Um, I can't remember. I've not had a, I've not had a team common Team with no thread. name was when I lived in Oxford, that was my... That was my quiz team. We were quite a good quiz team. I like we? a quiz. I like a quiz. Yeah. We should do We should do a live TNE quiz. Well, should we do one now? All right. Or should Jeremy Corbyn resign? <laughs> There's only one answer. <laughs> is, is he, I don't think got, anyone would get it yes. wrong. That's the right answer. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a... Well, I mean, let's remind people about what Norway means. Yeah. It, what does it mean? It means full access to the single market... It yep. means that 
you still have to pay a considerable amount every year to the EU. Yeah. It means you have to follow most of the yeah. EU laws, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It means that there is freedom, the four freedoms are in, so there's freedom of movement. Yeah. Norwegians can live and work in the EU, people Brilliant. from the EU can move freely within Norway. Yeah, I love it. There's no, you have no say in what those EU rules are, yeah. because there's no representation yeah, in any yeah, of the yeah. institutions. Yeah, yeah. So you fall out of the, <clears throat> all, all the science Decision and medical making, institutions yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the, I, I guess the, the plus side for Brexiteers would be that you're not part of the common agricultural policy, mm. and you're not part of the common fisheries policy. Mm. Um, so you can do what you want in those areas. But it's the rule-taking thing, isn't it? The, I, the, and I just the rule-taking that and the... That's the thing that sticks in, in my throat more than anything else, because the Brexiteers, this whole campaign of theirs was on the back of taking back control. Yes. It was actually we're giving away control yes. just to shut them up. We'd have less, much less control than we have now. It's like, finally, after you've gone around the supermarket with a toddler screaming that he wants a Kinder Egg, you finally go, oh, for God's sake, have the Kinder Egg. Yes. Is it better than May's deal? Oh, what if the EU would? Oh, is Norway better than May's deal? I think Norway is better than May's deal. What what would stand out for you to make it better then? Well, I think the the, the idea of freedom of movement, yeah, the idea that yeah, you're yeah. in a customs union and a single market is a good. It, yeah, it, I think you're right. I think I that think is the main point. I agree. Protection of British businesses. Also, look, you know, and and I'm sure you, new European listener at home. Um, or wherever you're listening to this, on the bus, in the car, I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, freedom of movement is not a big issue for me. It's, it's, also, it's not a big it's issue a, for it's me. It's also a, t- a two-way street. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people forget this. Oh, freedom of movement doesn't just mean lots of um, lots of Europeans come and live here yeah. and steal your women and your jobs. Yeah. It means that lots of English people, British people, in fact, my apologies, can go and work in Europe and steal yes. Spanish the girlfriends and Spanish jobs. jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the status quo, isn't it? Apart from yeah, apart from, apart from um, those two bits that you mentioned, the really. two bits that we mentioned, and the fact that we, we no longer have any involvement. We're not in. We would. We wouldn't need to have any elections. We wouldn't be in the EU Parliament. No, quite. Um, I mean, it would certainly. I can. I can absolutely assure you that the pound is not going to take the hitting that it will do if that if we go through like that. No, you know, exactly. if, we, if we if we were to Brexit on those terms, um, similar to Norway, then the then the pound. Um, I think would respond um, quite well in the face of what it, what it could have happened, um, and equally the markets. Now, um, if if they agreed, if they agreed this with Bowles and um, uh, Bowles and Letwin, isn't it? And um, and this was sort of smuggled through in some way. Yeah. If they were to say, if Labour's position was to be, we will support this, but. There needs to be a vote in which Norway, No Deal, well, and Remain is, are so, on the right, ballot so paper. This is confusing me. So they've, they've then, that said, would, then that for me would be, I think that would be a sensible and reasonable compromise. If they say our new position, contrary to the wishes of our members, is that it's Norway or or, or No Deal, yeah. then I think he should resign, and yeah. I think he will be forced out. I mean, he should already go because of the the whole. Terrible mess of anti-Semitism. Yes, absolutely. It's been handled. It's just. It just gets wor- the handling of that just gets worse it and does, worse. You I mean, know, and Labour, that's a whole other podcast. It is, but um, but the but the, 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 the main issue here is that Labour is being badly run. Yeah. Um, and it, it, Corbyn thinks he's being. I don't know if he thinks he's being clever with this. I don't really think he, he is. I think he's um, because he, he said one thing two weeks ago. Yes. Um, and he and he's not. He's not quite there anymore. However, like you say, maybe, again, he shocked us a few weeks ago, maybe he can shock us again, and if we have Remain, Norway, no deal. Then, you know, then there you go. And I think first out would be no deal, because I don't think... No. I think, the, I think the, the little groundswell of support for that has died off as people have realised just how catastrophic it would be. And of those 17 million people who did vote to... Uh, to leave the EU, I am fairly certain that um, you know very very few of them wanted to leave without a deal. Yeah, I mean, no, it was to be honest, it wasn't even discussed during the campaign, was it? No. The the, no, the leavers wasn't. were talking about you know what a good deal we'll get. They never said oh, we're going to just crash out and that will be the end of that. It's no, only it the specter that's raised its head since. Of course, and it was left deliberately vague, wasn't it? Yeah. Even the even the, the you know even vote leave said. We have to be vague about this so we don't give away what our negotiating positions are going to be. 
Um, so yes, so it's it's a huge week for Theresa May, but it's also a big week for the credibility of Jeremy Corbyn. I think I agree. Um, but it is a huge week for Theresa May because we know that if um, that if she attempts to whip the Conservative Party into supporting an anti-no deal. Yeah. Uh, I said, what an image that is. Um, all of them all at once. Just Theresa at the back with a whip. Yeah. Like that. Um, yes. All 300 of them. And um, <laughs> I think there are some that would enjoy it, aren't there? Scuttling. Even among the Brexiteers. Some of, some of them would be like hanging back. There would be, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, yes. Oh no! I see my uncle is gone. Oh, minister! <laughs> I might vote against you. <laughs> and um, but but there there is um, there are lots of people, aren't there, who um, who are going to follow the example of um, George Eustace and are, are, you know are threatening to resign in the event of May attempting to support a. a bid to block no deal. Yeah, and yeah. then, of course, if she doesn't do it, then we're back to Amber Rudd, Greg Clark, Gork and Mundell and all those people who said, if you don't take no deal off That's the table, right. yeah, yeah. we will resign. Yeah. So this is good. And then the ERG are apparently, according to our friend Michael White, whom we would discuss your Michael White fan art in a second. It's good, isn't it? Because well, let's discuss it now. Because okay. it's been a sad week, hasn't it, for in celebrity news? It has been a very and, sad week um, indeed. Yeah, two two icons. And actually, I'm not allowed to say the word icons. No, I don't think they they were icons, but the, but certainly huge figures yes. from from our past. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, Keith Flint. Yes. And rest in peace, um, Magenta Divine. Magenta Divine. And what? What Richard has done <laughs> is, on a copy of this week's edition of the New European, he has turned to page four. I have. He's look, we've looked at the excellent Michael White column, and Richard has, has given him... Well, you've given him horns, haven't you? Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a Keith-over. Yeah, you've given him a Keith-over. He's got the little, the little Mohican yeah. in, the, in the middle. He's a fire starter. He's a twisted fire starter. Have you put the little sort of nose rings and stuff on him as well? Oh. You've done some work down there, I have done you? some work down there. Um, um, uh, Michael, if you're listening, um, my apologies. Yes. Um, but you do actually look quite good with a nose ring and a, maybe, and a Mohican. Maybe, maybe you should grow a Mohican. Yeah. <laughs> poor old, um, poor old Keith Flint. It's very sad, isn't it? Very sad indeed. And and a, 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 an incredible performer and a, a genuinely nice bloke. I think I never met him, but I was. A, he, he wasn't. He, he did seem to be a nice bloke. I never met him either, but um, but I, I I did a tweet about him, which was. Bizarrely gone. It went viral. Massive, I think, didn't it? it went huge. Is that the? Is that? I mean, I usually get like two or three likes. You know, it's, uh, the last time I looked at it, it had about thirty-five thousand likes yeah. and ten thousand yeah. retweets. Do you, it's a friend, a friend at the pod. In fact, John O'Reed, who's been on this pod on numerous occasions, uh, asked you if you turned your I notifications off. Luckily enough, have... I had turned my notifications off before. I, I've that, often yeah. wondered how, like, Carolinica um, copes with uh, Twitter. But I, but with, it... I mean, turning my notifications <laughs> off was something that I learned quite early on when I, when we did um, Mirror Football, which was a, a, a sort of a fan um, yeah. social media thing. It was it was like a jokey social media account, Mirror Football, and you, I quickly learned to turn my notifications off on there because. You get either you get a huge amount of retweets and likes for something that lots people thought was funny, or you would get lots of abuse yeah. from Manchester United and Liverpool fans. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I, but I tweeted somebody told me a story about Keith Flynn ages and ages ago, which was that he had um, bought a pub, and it's, I right. knew it was true. Was Essex, somebody who knew yeah. him, and he bought yeah. a pub in Essex, and it had a real fire in it, and um, he put a swear box sort of jar thing on the top of the fire and then every time that he went over to load up the fire with the old logs and the kindling he would sort of <laughs> bend over to put these in somebody would do the traditional joke usually a sort of non-regular and he would point to the swear box and they would have to pay 
Apparently. You know what, though? I wouldn't have been able to resist that gag, would you? Well, not really, no. I, I was staggered by the amount of people who said, I still don't get what the joke is. Oh, I had to tell, I had to tell someone on the team a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. People, um, quite a few people said, is it because he was called <laughs> Flynn and you start a fire with a Flynn? <laughs> That's really complex. I've never thought, even thought the joke about that. Well, we, we, I think we all know what I the joke is. I think we know what the joke is. Quite a few people said, um, now I know the joke, I, I don't find it funny. Yeah. Which is not really the point. But 30,000 people liked it. And, uh, and one person said, I don't know who Keith Flint is, and then about <laughs> ten minutes later he came back and put a reply on the bottom of his message saying, now I've seen him, I've, I've got no interest in this tweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry he's dead. Oh, well. So we're sorry, sorry about that, Keith. But, yeah. I don't like James Blunt's music. Yeah. But he is funny on Twitter. It was lovely that, and that was a really nice. Yeah, he he, he was had some nice words about about Keith, so that was good. And it's hard um, to it's hard to describe how exciting the. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the, the prodigy, but it's hard to uh, to describe how exciting they were as a, a live act. They were absolutely oh, they were super. astonishing live, and um, and breathe was uh, is, is which is a lot better than Firestarter in my opinion, uh, which and was earlier than Firestarter is, is just sensational. Great record, and Out of Space is a great record as well. I'm um, going to correct you on that. Breathe was a single after Firestarter. Oh, was it? Oh my goodness! Both on, both on the same album, Fat of Land. No Good Start the Dance is the best oh, that's, Prodigy yes, song, and that, that is, is really from good. Um, Music for the Jilted Generation. Oh, blimey. Well, I've got that all completely wrong. That's we'll right. have to well, restart you're, you're, the whole podcast. You're, <laughs> well, like, we have done already four times. Hello, Snowflakes. <laughs> Shall we start again? It's okay, Steve, because Prodigy's mu- music for young people. Yeah, it is. You, you, I you believe know. it was music for the Jilted Generation. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But John. they went from being an exciting rave band from that scene to being this punk band. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll never forget um, hearing Firestart for the first time and going to what the prodigy yeah it's great it was, it's what a great track very Fantastic. good rest in peace Keith um, so back to Theresa May back to Theresa May the that twisted was fire starter as, as, she, as, as she's known in the cabinet <laughs> so um, Theresa uh, did you see did you see that that article in, on Bloomberg which said that she was a great joker She's oh, really? renowned, renowned Practical for being joker. A, a great joker. <laughs> like in, did you watch the my favourite series of Partridge? <laughs> if this could get oh, any yeah, more yeah, white yeah. middle middle yeah. uh, middle um, any more white middle aged man? Yeah, um, is the series when he's living in the static home next yes. to his new house being built. And he's got a girlfriend, yes. a Romanian girlfriend, I think she's Romanian. Yes. And she keeps playing practical jokes on him and yes, I went, very funny. Alan, would you like an egg and a bap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's plastic, ha ha, and then her eyes keep falling <laughs> Do you reckon Theresa May is like that? Like that yeah. <laughs> Philip Hammond sits down. Oh, no. <laughs> but the whoopee cushion there again, Theresa. A bit wafty. Do you oh. think that's what it is? I think it's what it is, yeah. <laughs> she attacks him with a false hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They said that, um, what did they... What, it, it ended. It said that she, she's a, renowned as a practi- as a big joker, not practical joker, but she's renowned as a big joker. And the they, the example they gave was that after one humiliating defeat, they were having a little party back at number ten. What? With some a party. Well, they were having a sort of wake. I think you know what should we do now? White wine and and white wine and crisps. Apparently, oh, chicken lasagna. She likes crisps. Chicken lasagna and beans. Crisps are her favourite snack, and they're having white wine with crisps. What crisps? Does and she, have, and she said, um, I don't know what the crisps. Do you reckon she has those posh ones that you get in a massive bag, which Probably. are a pain because you got to have them in a bowl? But yeah, I can't be bothered getting a bowl out, so I just have a massive bag, and yeah, I feel yeah, bad yeah. and I cry. Um, but apparently she said, um, she had been white wine and crisps, and she said, right, I'd better go out into Downing Street now and make a little statement. And as she left, she said, she popped her head back around the door and said, don't eat all the crisps. Now, <laughs> you wouldn't open I mean, with it, would you? It's like one of my gangs. It's, but, yeah. Um, but, no, funny. Yeah, but, yeah funny. Yeah. Um, but Andre, uh, Andre Previn as well. Oh. What a week for celebs, Andrew Preview. And, um, and, um... Luke Perry. Oh, Luke Perry. Luke Perry. No, I keep no, wanting to say Neil Perry, who's a friend of this podcast. Yeah, has no, appeared he's on it numerous times, but he's, I've just seen him. He's fine. Good. So it's been a bad week, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's been terrible a terrible week. week. Anyway, we keep coming. Theresa May. Talking of people's demises. <laughs> <laughs> trying well, to find some link not, here. Hopefully not that way. Um, so Politically, though. So we got onto this because Michael White says... Yeah. And you, you showed me the picture of there the is. Twisted Firestar. Should again, I do a little and it is tweet of that? Um, and perhaps um, not. Perhaps not. <laughs> and uh, we do want him to continue writing for us, I think. And um, 
Okay, well, and um, Michael White has so Michael White has has said that the ERG are going to attempt to force her to resign in return for backing her deal. Maybe if not yeah. this time, maybe when it comes back as MV three, meaningful three, meaningful vote three. Now, can you imagine? Right, how do you say? Uh, let's let's think. You know. Coming to a cinema near you this fall. Yeah. Meaningful vote, right? Yeah. Might have done all right at the box office. In the end, a goody one. Yeah. How do you sell it? Meaningful vote two. Meaningful vote two. She's back and she's more meaningful than ever. Meaningful <laughs> vote three. This time it's personal. This time it's personal. And um, it probably will be because surely it's crazy, if we get to MV3... It? Yeah, MV3. Then the ERG... <laughs> On MV3. ERG versus MV3. Are going to make an MP3 about it? It would be like um, Predator versus Alien. It would be. Um, so the ERG yeah. want to force her out. Uh, but they some might accept a deal in order to do it. Well, exactly. That's yeah. the thing. But some cabinet ministers saying that she needs to go after the local elections in May because she can't be trusted to deliver the next stage of Brexit negotiations. And apparently Liam Fox and Greg Clark think that she's going to go in the summer. Right. But then, of course, they are Liam Fox and Greg Clark. <laughs> Quite. I can actually, um, I can tell you that I have a reasonably good source who, who is, um, not one to go on the record, but has said that Downing Street is preparing for MV3. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, I think there will be. We've MV3. not even had MV, MV2, and no. MV3 is in production. How many, how many votes do you think she's going to lose by this time? 230 the first time. Uh, oh, oh, I reckon she's called some back. 189. So you think she's going to lose by that many? I do, actually, I yeah. think she might lose by around 100. Right, let, I'm gonna, we're going to write these down, and yeah. we'll see you you're not here next week. But Why don't you... Well, if you fancy having a little bet on this as well 189. with us, new European listeners, then... What did you say? I said around 100. Let's say, let's say 101. 101. In tribute to Joe Strummer and the 101ers. Jerry's very bad at numbers. She, she's good she, to she say did 679. She did, she, did, she did percentages a few weeks back oh, and they added she? up to like 300 or something. Right, so we'll okay. put her down for a draw. Yeah, that's not how percentages <laughs> work. Um, I've got the odds on two. Come on, yeah, give us going. the odds. So she's odds Can you on. Do the clickety clackety thing. She's odds. I'm doing it now. Yeah, good. Tic tac toe. That's it. Uh, and um, I'm going to Cheltenham next week. So I'm not going to be here on the podcast. Or I might be here on the podcast. Yeah, maybe you could ring in. Hopefully, I might ring in. All right, good. Drunk from Cheltenham. What, where did you get your odds from? Uh, you can't tell us? I can't say. You, well, you can, but don't. I'm not going to. Because another bookies might want to sponsor this podcast. Oh, yeah, they might if want they to. If they do, yeah, yeah. Get in Other bookies are available. <laughs> so she is six to four on, so that's four to six, Yeah. Um, to go this year. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. month is four to one. So March is four to one. I can give you ten to one on that. Nine to one. Can you? Are yeah. you setting up your own rival book? I can give you ten to one on January between January and March. Well, it's it's March now. Oh yeah. January and February have expired, <laughs> haven't they? So January um, and February have expired. So this month four to one. Next month nine to one. Nine to one. If you just want to take really? any time, four to one this month. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. And if you want to take any time this year, it's six to four on or four to six, if you prefer to say it that way. If she lasts until the summer, then it gets, you know, it's, I think then she's probably going to last the year. 15 to 1 in summer, mm. 20 to 1 in autumn, 45 to 1 to go in winter. So the bookies think it's sooner rather than later? So the bookies think that she is going to go imminently. What do you think? I think that she will be clinging on to haunt our dreams yeah, I, I for agree. many, many, many a year. I yet. think she will, go, but whatever happens, she will go... When she wants to go, yeah. Um, because... And remember that she doesn't have to go until um, she doesn't have to go. She said she would. She wouldn't lead them into the next That's general right. election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although she didn't, she didn't completely rule it out, no. did she? She gave herself a little bit of wriggle room. Little bit of wriggle room. And um, she doesn't have to go. So the next general election is on the fifth of May, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Which really means that she doesn't have to go until the fourth of May, twenty twenty-two. The late summer of. Of 2021, really, does she? And then a new leader elected, new prime minister elected at the 2021 conference. I'm not sure she did in October. Yeah, I'm not. Theresa's a good, good conservative girl. I think Theresa. Yeah, yeah first name terms. Isn't yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. a real jokey, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's got this thing about the where, crisps. Yeah, the crisps. It's hilarious. But also, she she's got a little flower. 
And if you sniff it, it squirts water in your Has face. She? she wears a red nose sometimes. Well, yeah. Not many an um, old Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, I reckon she, if she was going to stretch it out that long, she wouldn't give like the next leader just six months. Balloons. <laughs> <laughs> She's always doing that. Between dogs as balloons I'd and I'd have a lot more swords. respect for her if she did that. Yeah, <laughs> well, Jeremy Corbyn, speaking at PMQ, she could be... They squeak, don't they? <laughs> and then she started passing my sword. <laughs> or, or one of the things you put on your head. Brilliant. That'd be great. I would vote for her, I think, if she yeah, did that. Yeah, no, it'd be good. Um, I think what she would do, if she wants to cling on that long, is not give the leader six months, um, although there is, a, I would suggest, a good... Um, a good argument for having less time in office rather than more when it comes yeah. to standing for election. Uh, but I reckon she would go the year prior to that so that they had 18 yeah, months. so they had 18 probably, months. Yeah, I so. suppose the thing and there... that's not actually that far off, is it? Well, no, that, so that would be summer 2020, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that would be next summer. Yeah. But I suppose the thing with that is, are the Tories going to get away with another unelected leader? Because obviously Theresa May was... Unelected, wasn't she? And when she did go to the country, she was barely elected. <laughs> you know, unelected from unelected to barely elected. Um, and um, yeah, so um, so yeah, so it's. I think that's that, it's quite interesting. Um, it is certainly very interesting, and you know, and we've spoken about it before. My um, my view of Theresa May is that she's going nowhere until she wants to, but I would suggest that that is probably. If we, if she can get the deal through and get Brexit done in March, and we're into the transition period, I, I would be surprised if it is this summer. Yeah. If it is uh, prolonged and we're looking at June um, or July time for for Brexit, in, then I wouldn't be surprised if it is this time next year, um, because I don't. Th- she's not going to want to rush. Conference. Mm. I wouldn't have thought she was going to want to give him enough time to campaign and whatnot for yeah. to replace her. Um, so I think I think her future as prime minister and leader of the Conservative Party very much hangs in the balance next week as well. If not short term, then medium uh, term. Yes. Good. So um, we're agreed. We're agreed. <laughs> we are agreed. And um, when does your passport run out? My passport runs out, I believe, in 2022. Oh, okay. Mm. Because. Yours? Because we're recording this on Thursday, aren't we? We are. And on Friday... That's tomorrow. Today. It's that's today. today. If you're listening yeah. to it today. Happy Friday. Or maybe you listen to it over the weekend at your yeah. leisure. Oh, well, lovely I weekend. I had a nice Friday. Yeah, how was Friday? How was your Friday? Well, I don't know. Why? Because it's, it's Thursday. Oh. So Have you never had a Friday before? Well, I've had last Friday. How was last Friday? Well, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Very much. What are you doing this Friday? This Friday? Yeah. Uh, I am uh, quite... Quite night in, I think. Yeah, I think I might be going out on Saturday. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going out for lunch. So this isn't what, what I. All <laughs> oh, right, it? sorry. I because thought... on Friday, yeah, today would be the last. It would be the last day that you would have to apply for a passport, and be safe to travel um, in the um, Shenzhen area mm. uh, in the event of a no deal because. In the event of the No Deal, if you in the event of the No Deal, we fall out of the EU. Obviously, uh, then there is uh, <coughs> the Brexit, the Great Brexit dividend. Yeah. That if you've got less than six months left on your passport, yeah. um, from the day that you are due to come back, right, they, yeah, won't, yeah, they won't. They yeah, won't let prison. you go. Yeah. They won't let you go out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's uh, good news, isn't lots it? Lots of people are not going to be aware of that. And the good news is, and I bet they'll all be Brexiteers. That there is a government online passport checker. Whew www.passportservice sorry passport.service.gov.uk uh-huh. slash check hyphen a hyphen passport okay good passport service.gov.uk check a passport right and I went on there to check my own passport shortly before we came on there and guess what it's down service is down I bet it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's good news what if there's a delay though this is the other thing that I've been thinking this week what if there is a delay? Because I don't know about you, but one of my favourite pastimes mm. is buying Brexit pro Brexit merchandise oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah, Amazon yeah. and eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is some lovely um, stuff out there. I recommend uh, I recommend it to, to to you, the listener at home. You can get there's a great, a really good um, there's a really good keyring that you can get. Uh-huh. And on one side it says Brexit twenty nine three nineteen. Yeah. And on the other hand it says 
Sun Tzu, The Art of War, <laughs> in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. Uh, right. And then right. there's another... Yes, bar- well, that is true, but I'd prefer to just avoid the chaos. It'd be good if they rewrote that and it said, <laughs> in the midst of chaos, there is also Chris Grayling. And then there's stuff that you can get. You can get a badge that says, Happy Independence Day, 29th right. of March, 2019. You can Why? get a T-shirt, Happy Brexit Day, British Independence Day, 29th, 319. So what happens to all of this if next week, is it all going to go in a landfill? All this lovely stuff. Um, if she well, has to delay it. You've or still, will they just scribble, have to scribble over it? You've got that. Like, when, like, people, like, like when people accidentally get their phone numbers on their business cards. Yes, that's brilliant, <laughs> I love that. isn't it? I, I, I knew someone, I had a subeditor. I bet he's listening to this, so um, shout out to my old subeditor. And he used to collect two things. Business cards where they'd scratched it out oh, and written good, like yeah, the yeah. new Oh, um, and he had about ten or fifteen of them, and he also um, he also uh, used to. Um, I do, do you know what? I can't tell you. I can't oh, okay. t- I'll have to tell you off air. Right. If, if my my oh, enjoying my this. DMs are open, <laughs> to tweet me and I'll t- tell you individually. Great, excellent. <laughs> well, it won't take too long, given our figures. Which, well, no, it might do going. for you when you're thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, our listener figures are very impressive. Are thank very, you, each very, and every yes, one of thank you. Thank you, thank you, but. What what I'm really worried about is the beautiful Brexit 50p piece. Yes. Because remember, oh. they announced it before Christmas, didn't they? In fact, it was in October. All the lovely little, all the Brexiteers were hopping up and down, they weren't they? Really, we must have a 50p. They were really outraged by that. Remember the 50p that was released when we with joined the, the EEC yeah, with yeah. the joined hands, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. in circulation for a long time. Oh, a long right? time, yeah. And it was a beautiful design. And they I hate think that, that was the, my favourite of all the 50p. Yeah, it's a beautiful design. They're not as um, big as they used to be. And they hate that because it's all being friendly. friends with other countries and that. Yeah. Um, so they jumped up and down, didn't they? And mm-hmm. they, they went to Tony Gallagher and they said, we must start a campaign to have our own 50p. And eventually... They said, we will have our Brexit 50p. Hooray! And they released a design of it, and it says, peace, prosperity, and friendship with all nations. It does. I thought it would say, except you, you, yeah. you, you bastards on the other side. But it's actually just a picture of the Queen. But it says, peace, prosperity, and friendship with all nations. And then underneath it, it says, 29th March, 2019. The problem, I think, surely, that they've got <laughs> is that I imagine... I mean, I've seen the big machi- the coins coming out of the machines, you yeah. know, on the factories whenever there's a new one yeah, yeah, minted. Yeah. You'd imagine that that's not something to go, uh, right, just need to run it for a couple of hours and, and that's us done. So, exactly, this is my, this is my point. Are they so, already exist somewhere? Do they already exist? Oh, so, I, so I got in touch with the Royal Mint. Okay. And they said, and I said, do these already exist? Is this a bit, are you a bit worried about this? And they said... Uh, Amy from the Royal Mint said, we cannot share any information... I think it's just Amy, basically. She just runs the, the, the Royal Mint. We cannot share any information with you at this moment in time due to this information being under embargo. Oh. And I sort of went, well, doesn't any embargo mean you can tell me, but I'm just not allowed yeah, to yeah. say? Yeah. And they, a bit of a you know straight bat on that one. They said, we can't disclose the information with you at this moment in time. Oh. So there is, for me, the nagging doubt that on top of all of the other money that we've wasted, we've now That's got a of a of Scrooge McDuck-style room full of unusable oh, yeah. 50p pieces. With, with Farage beating his fists down on Exactly. Oh, no! And I'm also worried about, about you know, how the Royal Mint are going to afford this, because obviously they've not got a licence to print money. Oh, very good. Very good. And with that, I'd like to talk to you about something. Yes. Because in today's age... Today's age. That's what he said. Yeah. (laughs) In today's age, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. Yes, it can. Very much so. Especially for you. To be fair, it it is difficult when you've got social media, 30,000 likes bleeping in your ear all the time. Um, And Netflix. Yeah. Russian Doll, by the way. Awesome. Awesome. So you may think, listen, it's difficult, sit down, got to read a book. You know, it's quite daunting as yes. well, isn't it? Big fat books. Yes. Ah, well, there's an answer to your problem. Help is at hand. Blinkist. It's really good. Blinkist is really good. Um, so Blinkist takes the headlines, the, the, the must-know, the hot takes, mm. from some of the best um, non-fiction books, yeah. and it gives them to you in your ears. Coming in your ears, you can, yeah. You can listen to them. Uh, in 15 minutes. 
It's a great, it's a brilliant idea, this. Isn't so, it? do you know what? I often like to sound cleverer than I am. Mm. <laughs> And to do that, I normally read <laughs> you, Michael you White. Up on this, yeah. well, normally cool. read Michael White, but the now I don't starter. have to. The fire starter. Now I don't have to because Blinkist helps me out. Yes. Imagine you were going on a date with a beautiful lady. Yeah, yeah. And you thought, oh, I'm a bit dumb. <laughs> I should really gen up on things like um, Fire and Fury by Michael Wolfe. Yeah, it condenses it all down, 15 it? minutes, yeah. It's yeah. really good. It is actually really cool. Um, so, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for you, new European listener. So go to Blinkist.com slash TNE to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash TNE to start your seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash TNE. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website www.theneweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. Jerry has joined me. Hello. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm good. Very good. And you were you, we missed you last week. I know, I know. I was too busy, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were too busy. <laughs> you were too busy. Goodness me. No, no, no. I can't be here every week. No, that's true. You have uh, another job as I well. Do. Yeah. Another job. Um, Jerry is. Two other jobs, arguably. That's right. Jerry is not only an expert in health, which we've touched on before, but she's also an expert in politics, which is good. And Jerry, you've been digging through the archives of one of this country's um, most um, most respected newspapers of note, a newspaper of record, yes. certainly still. Uh, the Eastern Daily Press is up there with the Yorkshire Post and um, the Yeovil Clarion. <laughs> which is my favourite uh, weekly uh, weekly newspaper, um, and the Dewsbury Reporter. Of course, how can we forget? Um, so you've been digging through the archives. Now, we, w- the reason we picked Eastern Daily Press is because uh, we share offices with them. So we were down in the bowels in the library mm-hmm. we, it, we, the, where all the cuttings are. So every single newspaper, it's such an incredible room, isn't it? Oh, it's it? incredible. I love it. I love looking at the old language and the old paper and kind of what, what happened It is day. absolutely fascinating. And, and you, you, you go into a sort of... Um, it's like when you start watching a YouTube video and then you click on the next one and you four hours later... You're just watching kittens fall off tables. That is an insight into your weekday evenings. And, and, and probably week, weekend evenings. Whole weekends, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's because you start reading one thing and you go, oh, yeah, I'll just go back and have a look at what happened the week before, the week before, and then all of a sudden it's 1840. Yes, exactly. Well, 1845, actually, I think is when the first, um, mm-hmm. when Archon published their first newspaper. Anyway, you've gone back, not quite that far, no. back to the 70s, yep. when um, we had all this before, didn't we? Yeah, so I went back in to 1975. I wanted to basically look at, how um, we'd put the last time the country voted on Europe. Yeah. It wasn't quite the same, was it? Obviously, as we know, it was EC. And yeah, it was very different, absolutely. But uh, the arguments, strikingly similar. Yeah, so I couldn't believe the kind of similarity between a lot of what was covered in 1975 and now. I mean, um, let me give you one example just to set us off. This is an intro. It says... The mounting feud in the Labour Party over the common market looks like growing into a leadership crisis if Mr Wilson is unable to control it. Well, you see, that c- if you take out Mr Wilson Absolutely. and put in Mr Corbyn... Mm-hmm. Well, and t- take out the common market. Well, still, still the common market. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's exactly the same argument that Labour is having right now. Yep, absolutely. Um, Britain's abroad worried about referendum before it happens, These- apparently. Our headlines that literally could be written at any time in the last two years. Political sabotage claim. An anti-common market leader claims that thousands of propaganda leaflets and stickers have been politically sabotaged. Oh, Project Fear. Project Fear. Um, This one from an MP, Christopher Fowler MP at the time. Um, A letter. The letters are some of the best ones, actually. Yes, please, give me some letters. Sir, despite or even because of the public debate on the United Kingdom's continuing membership of the European Economic Community... A large number of my constituents have declared themselves to be insufficiently familiar with the arguments for and against to make a decision in the voting booth on Thursday. Goodness me. How many people do you think felt like that? Uh, yeah, and still <laughs> do. Extraordinary. 
It's the same in another letter that says, uh, the pros and cons of remaining within the EEC are gathering momentum and the entire future of our country and people rests on a forthcoming referendum of uninformed people, myself included. Yeah, yeah. Extraordinary stuff. But then let's fast forward you've, you've, uh, to, to the day after the yes. vote. Read this headline out. Landslide, yes to Europe. If only, <laughs> if only we had woken to that um, to, to that headline on June twenty fourth. This is a nice detail that I quite like. Um, it's obviously these daily press is based in Norfolk, so it's got the Norfolk voting figures. It says the total electorate responded to the referendum as follows: forty three percent yes, twenty one percent no, but then thirty six percent. Don't know or don't care. Don't know or don't care. <laughs> Optional. They, don't know I love the care. fact that they cared enough to to vote that they didn't care. <laughs> it's brilliant. Don't know or don't care. Brilliant. Or, but brilliant. you know, you've got all all the stuff that we've heard over the last few years. There's a headline that says the port of Lynn, that's Kings Lynn, will flourish if we stay in. So you've got all that kind of economic stuff and industry. Um, there's a subhead in the same story which talks about food supplies and making sure there's going to be enough food to wow. go around. Wow! Um, and and it's it's all it's all that kind of stuff in them. One of we've got the leaflets here as well, which I yes. think must have gone out with the paper. Yes. So let so do you want to, pa- to pass me um, pass me that top one? We should have sorted this off air, shouldn't Probably. we? Probably. <laughs> um, Just a bit so, of admin listeners. So this one that I've got is, um, it is, says Britain's New Deal in Europe, and it is uh, a lovely bit of 70s design there, red and white stripes mm-hmm. on it. And uh, it says this is a quote from Harold Wilson, Prime Minister. In what? case you didn't know. So uh, do you know why Harold Wilson is my uh, one of my favourite Prime Ministers? No, go on. Well, you don't, do you want to hazard a guess? I must have told you, goodness me. Probably. That goes in one ear and out the He's other, Richard. from Huddersfield. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. This is his quote on the front. Her Majesty's Government have decided... Of course, it should actually have been Her Majesty's Government has decided. Of course. It's a bad grammar there, uh, Mr Wilson. Have decided to recommend that the British people to vote for staying in the community. So, um, And that, that was uh, printed and distributed to all households by the post office. Extra copies are available in main post offices during the days immediately before the referendum. Uh, uh, do you know my favourite bit in that book, yes, though? Yes, and there's a picture it's, of uh, Mr Wilson there as well. It's a few pages in where it talks all about um, Parliament and whether it's going to lose sovereignty, which sounds like a familiar uh, familiar old uh, discussion, doesn't they it? They should have just reprinted these stories and booklets. Save the money. <clears throat> it says, Another anxiety expressed about Britain's membership of the common market is that Parliament could lose its supremacy and we would have to obey laws passed by unelected faceless bureaucrats sitting in their headquarters in Brussels. Uh, They've been faceless for 40-odd years. They really have, haven't they? Absolutely. And then, so then, then we get these lovely... They'd be actually beautifully designed. Could you um, put some of the pictures out on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. Um, so check out Jerry's uh, Twitter. Which uh, is at Jerry underscore E underscore L underscore Scott. Not to be confused with Jerry... Halliwell, the Spice Girl. Not the same, not the same. <laughs> different different very, person. Very different political ideas also. D- these leaflets are, are, are actually beautiful. There is a, something of beauty about them. And so they, one says on the front why you should vote yes, and the other says and on the front... And says why you should vote no. And they've got contrasting brown and yellow colour schemes. Great for the and 70s. They're la- and they're laid out pretty much the same throughout. Um, I guess so that no one got the upper hand if they had a fast designer do it. I suppose so. Um, so Britain in Europe on the back is Britain in Europe. President Roy Jenkins, um, Vice President Lord Feather, Joe Grimmond, Edward Heath, um, Henry Plum, William Whitelaw, and Shirley Williams. Oh, see, on you this got? one, on this one about no, there's no names listed on the back. Just it just rambling. says the choice is yours. The choice is yours. Choice is yours. In the inside, it's talking about <clears> your food, your jobs, and our trade. So. Higher food prices. It says food destroyed or sold to Russia. Oh, goodness me. Food price increases, jobs at risk, threatens at the threats to iron, steel and oil, high trade deficit, um, agriculture, Commonwealth links, all the stuff that we've heard in the last few years as well. And the scaremongering of the pro-marketeers. Yeah. He says, uh, in this one, on the, on the second page there, it, it gives um, some reasons... Uh, the real advantages for Britain and Britain's friends for our staying in. It makes good sense for our jobs and prosperity. Uh-huh. True. It makes good sense for the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes good sense for our children's future. Mm. And then this one that was laughed at, of course, when Project Fear used it. It makes good sense for world peace. Oh, there we go. 
the 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 similarities are absolutely fascinating. The the one thing that did strike me as not being as similar was actually I think that the yes campaign w- was using a very similar tone and um, and uh, rhetoric I think to to the Remain campaign mm-hmm. in many ways, um, but. The no campaign was far more polite, I think, yes. back in the seventies than, than it perhaps was uh, two years ago. Just a little bit. There was there was um, one other little bit that I just wanted to highlight. Yeah, read out this one. Um, it says, "Mr. Roy Jenkins, the Home Secretary, returned last night to the jobs issue, describing recent anti-marketeers' claims as bogus and their figures as meaningless." Hmm. Dodgy figures. <laughs> Dodgy figures. Where have we heard that before? It is actually striking, and I, but I, I think we'll probably just finish. Is there any? any what is one no, that's it. So that's I, I'm one. just going to point to this because I, yeah, I think it just struck me. The headline from the day afterwards: "Argument is over," says triumphant Wilson after two to one endorsement. Oh. He couldn't have been more wrong, could he? In Not fact, really. the argument was only just beginning, and here we are. What? 40 odd years, years later, later, still arguing. Jerry, a fascinating insight into the referendum back in the mid 70s. Thank you very much. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back, Steve. It's time to crown a Brexiteer of the Week. I tell you, as a cock, Ian Duncan Smith. <laughs> yeah. His CV is like the closing minutes of Avengers Infinity War. Half of the population wiped out, and yet people still keep asking him his opinion. What a prick. Anyway, start of the week, Daily Telegraph article by Ian Duncan Smith. Why? Why? Even the Daily Telegraph, why pay him? He's a charlatan and discredited. It's titled... British governments have lied about the EU for decades. I know somebody else who's lied about the EU for decades. Uh, This deal is the final deceit. He keeps going on in the piece about deceit. It's a collective deceit. There's a habit of denial and deceit. He says Brexit must signal a return to honest politics. Now, setting aside his entire political career, we then fast forward to the end of the week, and here's Ian Duncan Smith popping up on, on TV, and he says, um, and he says um, he's on Bloomberg, and he said, if you look at the polling now, it's quite clear that the vast majority want us to get out now, even if they voted Remain, and just get on with it. All the polling tells us categorically that the majority are happy to get out without a withdrawal agreement. That gets the highest score of a lot. And it's just not true. That's untrue. The last six national opinion polls all... Ask the question, remain or leave? All remain. Average margin, 53% to 47%. Quite a turnaround. And as to the vast majority want us to get out now, the latest YouGov poll, fieldwork in late February, showed 19% believe that leaving without a deal would be a good outcome. 13% say it would be an acceptable outcome. 54% say it would be a bad outcome. And more people support a Norway-style deal um, so that together was 32% acceptable. So Norway-style deal was 49% acceptable, good and acceptable. And staying in the EU after a second referendum, 46% good and acceptable. So he's completely wrong. Well, he's not just wrong. He knows he's wrong. It's untrue. What is that about a habit of denial and deceit? Chris Grayling, I don't feel we've kicked his arse enough. <laughs> he's useless, uh, isn't he? It, I, I, it's just... It, it, Extraordinary, isn't absolutely it? Uh, hopeless, and um, and I, I was struck just looking back. I thought, shall I write something about Chris Grayling this week? And then I thought, everybody's written stuff about yeah. Chris Grayling. But I wonder uh, if you can guess which uh, top politician said in February 2016, "It won't be us that loses financially if we don't have a free trade agreement after Brexit." It'll be Germany and France and other European countries. And that's why, of course, there will be a free trade agreement that allows all our businesses to trade freely to and from continental Europe. It will take a relatively short period of time, in my view, because they know they will lose financially. Well, how's that worked out for you, Chris? Um, I've got to say, I did look on Chris's website to see if there was any mention of um, rail electrification, fast, timetable, cockle, drone... uh, 
debacle, Seaborn yeah. freight catastrophe, yeah. Euro tunnel yeah. fiasco. Yeah. There's not, but what there is, the main article on Chris Grayling's website is that he has become the new species champion for the UK's native hedgehog. Now, what are the betting that by the end of 2019 the hedgehog will be extinct? Uh, oh, Nigel well, Farage, certainly. been a big week for him. Yeah, I want you to show you. I've done some more drawings. Oh, this you? is good. So He's... I want you to guess each one. Now, this one we've already done, but I feel like I've done it better this time. Chris Grayling looks like um, he, he looks like the fire starter. Yeah. So then, um... Nigel Farage is Marge Simpson. Correct. So you carry on, and you can guess the other two when we get there. Okay, this yeah. is good. So Marge Simpson. Uh, yeah, he's got <laughs> big. He's got big hair, Nigel yeah, Farage, yeah. like Marge Simpson. Um, he's launched this march to leave, hasn't he? Two hundred and seventy-seven miles. <laughs> He said yeah. it would be marching from Sunderland to London. Then it was revealed that he wouldn't be marching from Sunderland <laughs> to London. He'd only be marching some of the way. Um, his full involvement could not be divulged because of security issues, said a spokesman yeah. for Nigel Farage. If you want to be Is a, anyone marching all the way? Well, if you want to be a core marcher, yeah. you have to pay 50 quid to get close to Nigel <laughs> you Farage. You could just walk um, there if you But if you, wanted, if you want to get even closer to Nigel Farage... Um, he's doing gigs in June in Hull and in Durham, Ooh. and for two hundred and twenty quid, you get a, t- a private meal with Nigel Farage <laughs> wow. beforehand. So you can you get to sit down and have scampi and chips, and then you can see him flipping out his tongue to catch the flies <laughs> and moths and mosquitoes. Um, and Radio I just Farage. we can only hope that it goes as well as his tour in Australia. I remember last oh, I year, do. last yes. September, yeah, wasn't it? I do. He got. Uh, he played in Brisbane Town Hall, two thousand five hundred capacity. Yeah. He got less than five hundred people in there. Oh, I thought I must say, you know, we did announce at the top of the pod that we're doing a live pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe people in glass houses. Well, exactly. Um, all right. Well, I won't mention Sydney. <laughs> I won't mention Sydney. It then. didn't go very well. Um, but we're only offering a ten percent <laughs> discount to you for our gig. He offered people uh, on the ticks.com website a forty percent discount. Um, to his gig in Sydney, uh, and he still sold half the uh, half the uh, tickets and had to downsize uh, to a, a smaller venue. Um, but you know, Sydney—it's not a big city, is it? So there you go. But yeah, if you really want to, uh, you can go and watch him in Hull, Durham, or you can pay fifty quid to march next to him for about five minutes until he gets back into the Um Esther McVeigh. Yeah, who is she? Esther McVeigh. Who is she? Oh, yeah. Is she one of the minions? No. Who is she? She's John Lennon. Oh, John Lennon. <laughs> she's got glasses on. Well, she's from Liverpool, isn't I know, she? I that's what I thought. I a thought proud, was good, yeah. A proud She's got little round glasses on. I, I tell you, if Yoko saw that, she'd think John was back on this. She would. He walks again. Um, <laughs> and know, and um, she was on the same March to Leave video, wasn't she, with Nigel Farage? Uh, yeah. And um, she, her script said, she was going to say... Um, uh, we are marching against all of the melee in Parliament, the bickering, the navel-gazing, and the trying to reverse the referendum result. And what she actually said was, we are against all of the melee in Parliament, the bickering, the nasal-gazing, and trying to reverse the referendum result. Nasal-gazing? Is that how they're spending their time? And our money? Looking up each other's noses? In a sort of Charles Sarchi and Nigella Lawson way, maybe. I don't know. Is this an innocent error? Or has she actually realised that she is really getting up everybody's nose? Perhaps, now? perhaps. Um, but the Brexiteer of the well, week is... it's in perfectly with my drawing because she's nasal-gazing Oh, she at... is at Big Sam. Now... Careful. I can't... What's happened to Big Sam's eyes? No, no, not his eyes. <laughs> right. He's Pinocchio. Oh, he's Pinocchio. I see. Okay. And um, Big Sam Allardyce. England's greatest ever football manager. England's greatest ever football manager. Indeed, that is actually true. And he is because his record is 100%, isn't it? 67 days in charge, the master of the quick exit. Um, and you know a lesson for Theresa May in that uh, obviously and he was on TalkSport this week the great TalkSport and um, he was on with Alan Brazil and Mike Graham uh, two men whom I (laughs) admire greatly and and he said that he admired Donald Trump's way of doing things Um, Mike Graham incidentally you can see Mike Graham can't you against um, Matt Kelly our editor oh yeah 
Uh, that's at the Groucho Club on April the 1st, I that's believe. Gonna, that's going to be a lot uh, What of fun. a night that'll be. Um, um, if you want tickets for that, go to www.themediasociety.com forward slash events. Yeah, yeah. I do like Mike Graham. He's on with, he's on with Mike Parry. So, um, uh, is the two mics. So he's debating. Uh, I think well, it's Mike, not an actual fight. I think Mike, I think Mike Graham is, is a, 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 a bit of a Brexiteer and he's going to be debating Matt Kelly, our editor, at the Groucho Club. On That'll the be a lot of fun, actually. Uh, it will be a lot of fun. Even if you just want to come and see what it's like inside the Groucho Club. Yeah. Uh, how do you get tickets for that again? www.themediasociety.com forward slash events. I yeah. think, uh, especially for New European readers, £12.50. Um, and if you stay for dinner, it's £20 extra. Yeah, that'd be a good night. I can't promise you that Keith Allen and Alex James will be there and Stephen Fry will be in the snooker room. Um, so, um, I was flicking through a book of 20 years of the Groucho Club only yesterday evening. But I will be there and Matt Kelly will be there, so we can have a drink there as well. Be great. It's, we can, basically, we can form a little social club, you, me, you European listeners yeah. at home. yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be exciting. Anyway, back to Big Sam Allardyce. Big Sam, yeah. He's on with Alan Brazil, the great Alan Brazil. He's on with Mike Graham, and he starts talking about Donald Trump. And he says, he, he has done more for America than we could ever imagine in turning their economy around. <laughs> their economy is booming. <laughs> booming. Booming. And we are making a complete and utter mess, looking so stupid at the political level, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing with what we're doing with Brexit. So he's loving it, and he's hating Theresa May. And during his managerial career, Sam Allardyce once told a reporter, there are scientists who will tell you that spirit, because it can't be measured, doesn't exist. Bollocks, it does exist. So Sam Allardyce is a man who believes that people have had enough of experts. How much more Brexity could you get? Sam Allardyce is the Brexiteer of the week. Sam Allardyce, congratulations. Now, before we leave you, we should just tell you about our event again. Yeah, it's going to be great. Why don't you so come? A, so after they've been at the Groucho Club, come along to... Sunday the 7th of April. The Light in London. That is for Podcast Live. So, um, basically, lots of podcasts live. You yeah. can sit in the audience and watch them. They're mainly political podcasts, aren't they, I think? I um, think they're all political podcasts. We're on. We're on. The Remaniacs are on. Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love the remote. We do, absolutely. Really. It's a brilliant podcast. There's lots of good political stuff on there, and I'm sure you, you, as a listener of the TNE podcast, would enjoy it. Alistair Campbell's going to be there. With us. Andrew Adonis Adonis is going to be there. We can ask him live on stage. We Stoos. might bring Richard's big drawing of Michael White looking like Keith Flynn. Oh, maybe the we should star. do that. Yeah, yeah. I could do some live art. <laughs> live art from Richard Porritt. <laughs> Tickets are 12 quid. I think we're on at 11 or 11.30. I think it's 11.30, yeah. Um, so come early. Uh, Tickets are 12 quid. Then we can just get on it after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get on it during it. Oh, yeah, why not? Uh, tickets are 12 quid, or you can get a day pass for 30 quid. You can get two day passes for 50 quid. But best thing of all, oh, if you get those, then you can go to everything, basically. You can go to all of the main it's room like a podcast sessions. Glastonbury. It'd be really good. Yeah. Castonbury. Ah. Oh. Eh? The new European podcast That sounds listeners. like a festival that the band Cast might have had. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I maybe should avoid that one. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> Fine time. Cast. Walk away, I bloody would do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, they were, I, I, I much admired, the, there was a great headline about cast on the front of the Q magazine, I believe, when Andrew Collins was editing it, yeah. and I, I congratulated him on this, and there was a picture of them on the front, and uh, the, the article inside posited that cast were very similar to The Who. They were going to be this, the, the 90s generation <coughs> version of The Who. How right and, they were. Uh, and I said to him, did you, did you do this simply because on the front you could have the words, say you who to the new who? <laughs> uh, and he said, yes, he had done, basically, and he didn't really believe that cast with the new who at no, all. No, I don't think anyone did. Um, so for more exciting anecdotes like that... <laughs> Uh, you can save ten percent. You lucky people. You just people. know that Alistair Campbell and Lord Adonis are just going to be looking at us like, who are what, these idiots? What are they on about? I mean, we've inter- we've met them who and interviewed the them both Firestarter? on this podcast, but we'd just be chuntering on about nonsense. Anyway, you can to save ten. Yeah, exactly. Can I play my bagpipes now? If you say ten <laughs> percent, you can get ten percent off by using the offer code Europe, Europe ten. What do you have to do? Where do they go to? www.podcastlive 
com. Yeah. And then buy your tickets. Uh, you can get VIP upgrades as well. You get 10% off those. Europe 10. It come along, it's going to be great. It is going to be very good. What else should the listener do once they've done that? Just quickly, because we've been telling them to what to do all day. Uh, you should go to uh, steadyhq.com, search for the new European, and you can uh, support our work to stop Brexit. It's our crowdfunder. You can join the new European Facebook readers group. Uh, you could like us on Facebook. You can uh, go on Twitter. Uh, and please don't retweet my Keith Flynn anecdote <laughs> anymore. Um, but, uh, well, you've heard it now. You don't need to retweet it. Uh, the New Europeans on Twitter, at The New European. I'm on Twitter. I do more than Keith Flint-related anecdotes. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Sanglesey, which is S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. You can follow me, at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. I got my name again. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to us. If you haven't already, go and buy the paper. It's a cracker, as always. It's £2.50. It's in all good news agents right now. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Hello, and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Why are you laughing? Oh, no, you're making me laugh. <laughs>